Have you entered the storehouses of the snow? Or have you seen the storehouses of the hail? From whose womb did the ice come forth? And who has given birth to the hoarfrost of heaven? The waters become hard like stone, and the face of the deep is frozen. From the book of Job, about 600 B.C. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the almanac for the full beaver moon, November 19th to 26th, 2010. So some natural events for this quarter moon. Going from summer to winter is like going from leaf to wood. The supple and green curls up and dies, giving way to the rigid and gray. The soft leaf falls, leaving the hard wood stark against the sky. The garden is turned over, burying the dead leaves, while stove wood is stacked and wood chips and sawdust are tracked into the house. A wooden match is struck and wood smoke fills the air. And so it will be until the leaves make their appearance again. But maybe there are really just two seasons around here, leaf and wood. Well, a long career of trying to make our bird feeder squirrel-proof ended a while back, and I'll tell you how it happened. I was so frustrated by the marauders. I labored very long and hard one day with ropes and stepladder to hang the bird feeder out of reach of even the most intrepid bushy tail. When I was done, I went back into the house to admire my work through the kitchen window, and a gray squirrel poised very high in the pear tree on a little branch with its tail flicking back and forth, then hurled itself recklessly out into space, struck its head upon the feeder, and fell to the ground as if dead. All of this also happened, by the way, before the tender eyes of my better half. And the heroic squirrel somehow roused himself and proceeded to scratch his way up the clapboards on the outside of the house to hang by his front legs from the windowsill, stare in the kitchen window at us, and scold me for making his life so difficult. Well, at this, Rebecca had had enough And without another word, she went into the pantry and scooped a quart of prime black oil sunflower seed from the bag, went out the kitchen door, and spread that load of seed on the ground under the bird feeder so that the squirrels would not hurt themselves. I was abashed, but I was also relieved that my squirrel-proofing days were clearly over once and for all. The mice also seem to move into our house this time of the year. Sometimes they turn up in that big bag of sunflower seed, giving us an awful start when we reach in to get a scoop for the outdoor critters. I'll curse the mice and scold them for a while, telling them they're not welcome and they better move out if they know what's good for them. And sometimes they do. But other times I have to uh, take more drastic measures. But not until I've given them full and fair warning.
Here's a field and forest report. The crickets and grasshoppers are gone, but a few ladybugs still gather on the warm side of the house on sunny afternoons and uh, find their way into the kitchen to tuck themselves into the corners under the ceiling at evening time. A few bumblebees every now and then still try to hide in a warm porch corner. And on a sunny day, the woolly apple aphids still float by like tiny snowflakes. Here's a rank opinion. The artificial fleece clothing everyone seems to wear these days is soft and warm. And of course, blaze orange is certainly visible, if not chic. But you know, sometimes I miss the old red and black buffalo plaid wool hats, shirts, and jackets that used to appear during hunting season and still do appear on some of the old-timers, though like their wearers, a little tattered and threadbare around the edges. Paleontologists tell us that the migration of our ancestors into cold northern climates had to wait until the invention of the needle and the awl some 40,000 years ago so that warm clothes could be stitched together out of hides. And really, what a magnificent 40,000 years it's been here in the north with warm clothes, fragrant wood fires, hoofed and winged meat reverently taken, and in the heavens, the twinkling Milky Way, the north-nosing great bear, Orion rising, in the shivering, shimmering northern lights. And finally, here's a couple of squirrel pods for you to take around with you this week. The first from Hal Borland. You can't be suspicious of a tree or accuse a bird or squirrel of subversion or challenge the ideology of a violet. And from Henry David Thoreau, the Sage of Concord. The squirrel that you kill in jest dies in earnest. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself and support the community radio. <laughs>